0: One, two, three, do it. Oh. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the right side,
1: caught by Diggs, Stay oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh. 30. No K, way. touchdown! Oh. Are you kidding Play me? A finish. It's a- Alright, alright, coming back in to another edition of the Scolders Podcast. <clears throat> That's my co-host, Mike Anderson. I'm Ed Broadmarkle, your host. What's up, Mike?
0: Not much. Uh, not much at all.
1: It's been, it's been a while since we recorded, Mike. It's, 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 been, it's been a good while. Yeah, it has. Many burgers and tots have been had by all. That's right. You know, it's... But uh, well, we're back. We're back. T- not necessarily even talking about the Vikings so much right now, Mike because this is one of my favorite shows, one of your favorite shows. It's AFC preview time, Mike.
0: Yeah. Are you ready? I love the preview shows. They're always they're always a good time.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you hear so much about the Vikings, I think you can only hear so much, and then you want to, you know, taste some other flavor for a little bit, you know? Get out there, branch out there, see what the Vikings might be up against in the AFC, the teams that they face in the AFC, um, as well as, you know, kind of what the other whole half of the league is doing which might ultimately end up playing us in the final game of the season.
0: There we go. Let's hope.
1: You know? All we can do is hope. We're Minnesota Vikings fans, right? That's all we got at this point. That's right. So let's start off the AFC preview, Mike. <clears throat> okay. One of our favorite shows. You love it, I love it. But does the AFC East love it? We're about to find out. We are. AFC East Mike, first team. Alphabetically.
0: The Buffalo Bills.
1: The Buffalo Bills. What do we think about the Bills, Mike?
0: Uh, well, listen. I think that there's reason to be optimistic. If I'm a Bills fan coming into this year, right? Um, I think you know Josh Allen uh, showed showed the ability to run, to scramble. Um, I think he hit hundred yards in a game or two last year. The ability to help win some games, um, you know, with the versatility there. Uh, I think I really liked Ed Oliver. The pick uh, slid to them, I believe, at like nine overall, somewhere in that yeah, range. Yeah, there were some
1: rumblings that he might have been there for the Vikings, but yeah, there was no realistic chance of that.
0: Right, um, and then on top of that, they they brought in Cole Beasley, a uh, John Brown, gave themselves a little bit of depth. I think added Frank Gore. Um, Frank Gore is still Frank Gore's going? Still playing? Yeah, he's still going, man. Um, Isn't like
1: fifty? Yeah,
0: he just keeps running, keeps running. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, they're coming off, uh, I think, what was a 6-10 and 10 year. Obviously, it's going to be uh, still uh, difficult, you know, to, to get to the top of that division, I think, with the Patriots as long as Tom Brady is there. So, um, I, I guess, ultimately, where I'm going with this is I think they've got a chance to keep the fan base excited throughout the course of the year, but I, I'm not viewing them as a playoff team, when, you know, when the dust settles.
1: I think I tend to agree. I think they've been in, in mediocrity for a little bit too long, and... Um, I think they're kind of in a longer rebuild type situation where they think they've secured their quarterback, they're trying to put some pieces on that defense, try to start the building blocks here, and and maybe you're trying to build more towards the next couple years, which are you would think are the twilight years of the Brady and Belichick era as they're kind of transitioning out, which I can't imagine they have too many full seasons left together. Um, Maybe in a couple years you're sitting there as Buffalo fans, you have these pieces that you picked up, while you were a mediocre team and it all comes together for you in a couple of years.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think this is a team that, you know, could, could start to uh, get to that seven, eight win range. Um, and if things go really well, we've seen it before. Maybe they can get to that, that nine number. But I think I'm going to, uh, I believe the Vegas over under for them is right around seven. Um, and I, I think that's a good, that's a good mark. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm seeing them wrap up.
1: Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Um, Nothing really else to cover with the Bills. I mean, it's. No. I mean, it's not like they embarrassed our favorite football team last year at all. So <laughs> we're just not even talking about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't even bring that up. Next team. <clears throat> Good old friends from down under, Miami.
0: Yeah. Are we calling this a team? Is that a?
1: I mean. They're like a CFL team.
0: Yeah, uh, Dolphins. You know, a little bit of. <laughs> little bit of quarterback uh, carousel going on in the offseason. The Tannehill leaves. They bring in Fitzpatrick. They trade for Rosen. Um, they have
1: a new coach, right, as well?
0: I think so. Didn't didn't Adam Gase go there and then left for the yeah, Jets? Adam Gase, and...
1: the high on coke guy, allegedly, is in the Jets now.
0: Yeah, I think, listen, I, I don't have too much to say about Miami. I think they're going to be... You know, Probably the worst football team in the NFL this year And I don't really know if there's a way around it So, uh, But they
1: got Fitzmagic
0: Yeah, yeah they do um, Put it this way, I'll take the under on 4.5 uh, Which wow. is the Vegas line
1: Not a lot of faith No Alright um, That's about it for Miami I don't think there's much, much no. more to talk about there um, I'm going to skip over this next one Because I think we should talk about that last New York Jets Okay um. They, they got a new linebacker Anthony Barr oh, oh wait no <laughs> they don't Um, they don't have Anthony Barr they do have Le'Veon Bell though I believe they do correct? yeah Um. so that'll be interesting um, any thoughts on, on what that might bring to them
0: yeah I think the Jets uh, much like the Bills I think there's reason for optimism There's there's some excitement you've got uh, second-year cornerback in, in Sam Darnold. You've got a new coach, a new GM. Um, I believe Adam Gates, they talk about as kind of the, the quarterback whisperer, right? Um, I think he's got a track record of, of helping young quarterbacks develop. Uh, a lot of people really like Quinton Williams, uh, I believe yeah. was their first-round pick. And then you, you add Le'Veon Bell, um, arguably one of the most, well, not one of the most, he's, he was um, without question one of the most prolific offensive players in the last you know handful of years so uh, i think that should inject um, a little bit of life into that offense you've got jameson crowder there uh, also coming in and, and then they did add a little bit like we said through the draft um they, with quinn williams they got cj mosley as well coming in on the, as a linebacker so i think there's some reason for excitement um you know bar deal was a little bit probably frustrating for some of those fans um, and then they also have new uniform, u- new uniforms for the first time in uh, 20 years. I read that. So, uh, you know, if you're well, into that kind of thing. If
1: you, if you want to spice it yeah. up, I mean, that's one quick way to kind of at least inject some more money into the, the owner's pockets. Yeah,
0: and I, I mean, the Jets won four games last year. Uh, looks like Vegas has their over-under at 7.5. So I think any anytime, jump, you, anytime jump. you talk about almost doubling your win total from the previous big year, up. you're going to have a really excited fan base. So, um, yeah, I think the Jets will... Jets will have a good year this year, based certainly based on last year. So. Yeah,
1: definitely better than last year for sure. Um, so yeah, so that's about it for the Jets. Now wrapping up the AFC East. I mean, there's basically the AFC East, and then there's the AFC East winners, like the, the winner, and that's that's it. It's the Patriots. I don't think they've they what is it? They they won ten years straight now. I I don't know. And I think the the year before that where they didn't win it they still went 11-6 and six and somehow didn't win the playoffs because of some tiebreaker? Like, it's it's insanity, the the level, and apologies to you AFC East fans out there that aren't Patriots fans, but the level of ineptitude in this division, that they can't even muster any kind of challenge to the Patriots in the last decade, it's just ridiculous. Right. It seems like it's just... All those teams have taken a nosedive once Brady and, and Belichick started.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little surprising, right? You look across all other divisions, and over over a decade span...
1: It's usually, yeah, one team's got like three or four, and then the other team's well, got a couple. And even
0: the teams that are consistently at the top, um, that have had some success over the course of a decade, there's always that team that, that's kind of maybe right there with them, and it's like, hey, it's one of these two this year, and it's just been New England. New England, New England, New England. Um, you got to go back to what early 2000s. I think the years with uh, uh, Mark Sanchez. Right, the Jets ended up going to what two or three um, AFC Championship games, yep. and and uh, you know I don't remember if they won the division those years or not. That was that was a while back, but uh, uh, a look <clears throat> back. Yeah. So, uh, but I guess while we're on the the, the Patriots, the team we're, we're obviously talking about here. Uh, they lose Gronk, at least for the short term. Yes, he's um, going to press
1: conference on the 31st? Yeah.
0: So, to announce something? Through retirement, uh, but a lot of people feel that there could be a chance that he may entertain coming back. I don't think we're really going to go down no. that road. Um, they did gain Michael Bennett from the Eagles a lot of people thought they got a great steal in the draft in Michigan edge rusher Chase Winovich uh, Jamie Collins is back a player that had some success there and went over to Cleveland didn't um, they get
1: like a second or a first round pick for him when they traded
0: uh, da, da, da. I don't think that's think extremely something. high draft yeah, pick decent. like
1: that and then now oh, he's back with the team anyway which right. is, is kind of just silly to me but
0: <clears throat> yeah I mean I think um, you know you look at Tom Brady that, that's really what it comes down to right is is Brady's coming off a another Super Bowl, and um, is this his final year? How is it going to go? Is he going to continue to play at a relatively high level? Um, because I think if he is, there's no reason to believe that this can't be one of the best teams in the AFC again.
1: Right, and that's the, I mean I think it's a testament more to Belichick than it is to, to Tom Brady's play. Is you see this constant revolving door of the <laughs> talent around that team. Around Brady and it just it always seems to work. So the coaching staff there and what they have in Belichick, is is, I don't think it's 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 topped by anyone. It hasn't. It's not even close. There's there's Belichick fifty feet of crap and everyone else. Right. As far as I'm concerned, coaching wise and GM wise, it's it's insanity to build that kind of dynasty. And I I mean, this isn't a a Patriots stand. I hate the Patriots because they always win, but they always win. It's like you hate the Yankees because they're always winning. But they're always winning, so.
0: Yeah, right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one.
1: So would it surprise you to say that uh, I think we both agree that the Patriots are going to win this division?
0: Uh, yeah, that's my pick, so.
1: You think this is going to be a wild card team out of here?
0: No, I think the Jets, I, I think both the Jets and the Bills, probably slight edge to the Jets, could actually um, maybe make it interesting down there. Um, Week
1: 15, I, 16, 17?
0: Yeah, kind of and I think ultimately I'm going to give the edge to whoever, uh, whichever uh, sophomore quarterback um, you know, kind of takes the the next step.
1: Sure. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the AFC East. huh? Yeah. All right. Moving on, AFC North. Nice. Kind of our. Uh, I'm excited kind of, for our, this our one. Patriot here. Yeah. <clears>
0: throat>
1: so, throat> enough, like I said, alphabetically, Baltimore Ravens.
0: The Ravens. What do we know about the Ravens? We post- know
1: Flacco era.
0: We know they want to run the football. Um, <laughs> you know, in a. Uh, in a league that has, without question, shifted to passing and, and scoring and kind of those high-profile offenses, this team has reverted to what I would say many would say unconventional. Um, so
1: you're saying this is a very good mirror for the Vikings, more or less.
0: Well, I mean, this is even more run, 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 run. I mean, they're...
1: Wait, wait, wait. is there any run stronger
0: there? <laughs> you know, they... they I remember watching them towards the end of last year, and it's just, I mean, it didn't matter. It could be third and eight, and it's run. You know, they they run with Jackson. They get creative. Um, they brought in Mark Ingram as another, you know, another runner. Um, so this is a team that's going to look to essentially run clock, um, slow a game down, utilize what should be a very good defense. Uh, you have, you know, a, a very, very versatile um an explosive player in Lamar Jackson that um, you know, flashed some some signs. I don't know if brilliance should be the word I, I use yet, but, um, you know, he, he looked good at times at the end of last year, and then also he had a, a fantastic run in, in last week against uh, the, the Green Bay Packers, so about a 35-yard scamper for a touchdown. Um, and then they also brought in Earl Thomas, right, one of the bigger uh, free agent signings. That's a huge, huge get for them.
1: Earl Thomas more or less replacing, uh, what did those?
0: Um... Uh, they lost Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. Yes. yes. Um, and they lost a few other guys. They lost Suggs. Uh, Zadarius Smith went to Green Bay. Um, and then, you know, we just mentioned C.J. Mosley before that. So they did lose a few players, but this was a 10-win team uh, last year. Obviously, as we'll, we'll kind of allude to here, I think their division is going to be tough. Um, the Browns got a lot better, uh, and, and you're still going to have a Steelers team that should be legit. But uh, there are definitely, I think, some some pretty high goals, some lofty goals here with this Baltimore team. And, and what do we got? Vegas has them at, uh, looks like, eight and a half. So they have them regressing off of a ten-win season, and, and I'm sure part of that is due to just this division getting better overall. But right. uh, I like the Ravens this year.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those teams where it's I think in that division with the, with the amount of turnover and the amount of change that we've seen, um, I think definitely the ones that the, the one that has some of the most positive steps is the Ravens. Even though, lost, like you said, they've lost some of those those pieces, it seems like they're kind of stalking right back behind it, and they're kind of. They're going to a philosophy that they think that they can win with, right? And you know what? If it works out, then I think you're going to see a couple of really, really off the beaten path of the current modern NFL teams find success. And sometimes that's what it takes—you just committing to a completely different strategy.
0: Right. Yep. No, I'm I'm high on the Ravens. So.
1: All right, you're high on the Ravens. Moving on, to A team. I, I think we're both pretty not high on.
0: Yeah.
1: Cincinnati Bengals. Right. So, they finally got rid of uh, Marvin Lewis. Yes. After I think what an 0-4 playoff record, 0-5, something like that. Yeah, but man, he Basically was there. A playoff, yeah, decade. Long time. Decade yeah. plus. Um, obviously, that's where that's where Mike Zimmer tree came from, directly from there. So, um, they hired this. Uh, the was, was quarterbacks coach, Zach Taylor.
0: Yeah, I believe Robert the the Rams quarterback coach Zach Taylor, uh, really popular guy, had a lot of interviews, popular guy for for head coaching vacancy, I believe Green Bay looked at him, I think Tennessee might have looked at him, um, and ultimately ended up landing in, in Cincinnati in a tough situation, right? Uh, it's a team that has struggled against a division that's been dominated by the Pittsburghs and the Baltimores over the last few years, and uh, the occasional time that they've managed to get into the playoffs they've done absolutely nothing so uh, we'll see if he can change the culture there AJ Green already hurt so no culture change from that standpoint the guy just can't seem to stay on the field Um, I do believe they expect him back maybe late September early October but
1: even still you get some kind of injuries like that they can just nag all year long and yeah, they, they never quite seen themselves after that,
0: right? Um, so I don't know. I mean, they they have some players on the offensive side of the ball uh, in AJ Green. You know, you, you still have Dalton, you have Mixon, you have mm-hmm. um, some talented players there. But in this division, I just don't think. I, I don't think this is their year. I think.
1: They didn't do enough to kind of reload the no. match step with the rest of these guys. I
0: think Taylor tries to figure out the direction he wants to take this football team. See what um, he's got. And, and you, yeah. you, know, you kind of look at this as a rebuild, unfortunately, and, and it's going to be a long season, I think, for, for those Bengal fans out there.
1: Well, what else is new? They're kind of kind of locked in with the Vikings fans of never really winning the big game and you know, kind of always in perpetual limbo, it seems like. Yeah. So um, we feel for you, Bengals. Yeah. Moving on.
0: Cleveland
1: Browns. Yeah. big so, stuff here.
0: So this one is the opposite right? of Cincinnati. If Cincinnati's yes. heading into uh, a, a season where you don't have a reason to get excited, um, the Browns are the complete opposite. These
1: are the Browns
0: fans right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Brownsfields or Browns Brownsfields? Browns fans. Um, probably cannot wait for this season to get going. Um, they've got Baker Mayfield, who looks uh, potentially like a, a stud. He's got the swagger, the confidence, the fans love him, the teammates seem to love him. Um, seems like they might have hit a home run there. Uh, they My traded life. traded for uh, Odell Beckham Jr., um, I would say you know arguably the most talented young receiver in the game today when he can stay healthy. And, and when he's
1: also not being pissed off by Xavier Rhodes.
0: Yeah, right. Um and then also Kareem Hunt. Uh that's where he ended up. I believe he is only there for the remainder of this year. Um, and of course he has an eight game suspension, um stemming from the altercation that I'm sure uh we, you know, you've all seen the video, of, but of uh, so you know, it's it's there's a lot of players on offense. And it was already a very talented defense. Um, mean, they also
1: already had Landry it mean, sitting there as well, so
0: Nick Chubb, yep. I mean...
1: It, 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 An embarrassment of riches, I think, all over the place. And we're going to talk more about the defense.
0: Here. Well, both sides of the ball, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had Greedy Williams, um, cornerback that they have uh, that in the draft, fell to him at 46, a player that uh, some analysts thought uh, could potentially be uh, the number one overall cornerback. At the, when it's all said and done, when we look back at this draft three, four, five years from now, uh, you might be like, hey, Greedy Williams should have been the first corner off the board at, you know, whatever, 15, 10. They got him at 46. And when you add him to a defense that already has a lot of weapons, um, if all of a sudden you can hit a home run on some of these guys and you're adding to this super stacked team, uh, I mean, as crazy as it is, even though they may, they may lack in the experience, right, that's the one area where we don't know. But there is enough talent on this team to potentially go to a Super Bowl this year. And, and I, I firmly believe that. I don't think right. that's a crazy statement. The Cleveland Browns are good enough to go to a Super Bowl this year. No,
1: but I think you hit it there. The lack of experience is one thing that could potentially hold them back or, or cause them a playoff loss that right. takes them out of the running. The talent is there. It's just do they have the, the mental smarts and, and the um, situational awareness at times to be able to put themselves in the proper position to make that long run. And that's the biggest, I know, that's going to be the biggest walker, the biggest high, the variance for that team is you got a bunch of young guys. They're going to make mistakes. Are they going to make the mistake that critically loses you the game or are they going to make the mistake that only sets you back a tiny bit and you're able to overcome that with the raw talent that they have?
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's they played in some tough games last year. Uh, ended up going seven eight one seven eight and one, um, so you get a little bit of an experience there. But this is also a, a little bit of a newer unit. You've got a lot of new faces. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of new players coming in. Um, You're my
1: coach, I believe too, right? So, it, it,
0: uh, I'm just. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm excited to watch them this year. I think this division in the AFC is is probably uh, you know going to be the most talented division. You're going to have. It's going to be
1: entertaining. You know,
0: you've got three teams. I think. Um, that no one's going to be surprised if any of the three win the the division. So, uh, yeah, watch out for Cleveland this year.
1: Yeah, we'll get to the last one here in the second year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see two or even three playoff teams come out of this division just based based on how it's stacked and how the rest of the divisions are. Um, So, moving on. That's the Cleveland Browns. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They trade away AB. I think they got, what, like a fourth-round pick for them or something like that, something ridiculously low. They lose Le'Veon Bell. After that, he sat out a full year. Yep. Ghosted the Jets. Um, what's to be excited about here, Mike? I mean, you seem to, be, to think they're going to be fine, but if, if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I might be a little bit cautious here.
0: Well, I think I think there's reason to be cautious. Listen, they won nine. They won nine six and one last year. Um, they didn't have Le'Veon last year. James Connor came in and basically filled that whole seamlessly right it there they didn't really have a substantial drop off i don't think from a running standpoint uh you do lose antonio brown but you also still have juju smith schuster one of the best young talented wide receivers in the game you still have big ben um you know so really uh, jesse james was another loss that they have um and they do throw to the tight end uh, a fair amount but they still have vance mcdonald there so it's still gonna be a decent team they added two defensive backs Um, coming in to kind of shore up the the DBs there. And I I think this is still a team that um, is not going to go down easy. Uh, I think this is a team that is maybe constantly through the media. We're talking about Cleveland. We're talking about Baltimore. We're talking about some of these teams that might be on the rise. And naturally, you're going to go with, hey, Pittsburgh lost these two superstars. This is a team on the decline. And I wouldn't jump to that conclusion yet. I, I think this is still a team that could very easily win 10 football games this year, and it might be enough to win that division because you're going to have such a mess. It's going to be much like the NFC North, um, which we'll get to here uh, on the, you know, the second part of the preview show. Uh, you know, w- When you have three really good football teams that beat up on each other, you don't always have to win thirteen. You know, 12, 13 football games to win a division.
1: Sometimes nine might even get right, you
0: done. Right. So I, I wouldn't sleep on the Steelers. I think they're still a very good football team. They've got the experience. They've got the confidence, and they have the experience with a lot of these guys, especially starting with Big Ben. Um, you know, ultimately the leader of that football team,
1: right? And that's that's a case where sometimes your your wealth of experience can overcome a little bit of a talent gap. Yeah. So that's the AFC North. So we'll get more to our predictions of who's going <coughs> to be ranking in that seating. Yeah. In a little bit, but AFC North wrapped up. AFC South, Mike. <laughs> AFC South. This division is also kind of an interesting one to me. Um, there's a lot of intrigue here. Yeah. So let's just break it down. Let's do it. Houston Texans.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the Texans are a, a unique team, right? You've, you've got you've got some talent on the offensive side of the ball, in, in Watson and in um, Hopkins. You know, I think I. For my money, you probably say that he's right up there with Odell Beckham Jr. as as the best receiver in the game of football right now, and, and he has a tendency to stay healthier than, than Beckham. So um, I'm not going to really argue too hard with someone that, that wants to tell me that he's the best in the game, and I think that those two can take a team really far. Um, and
1: they also just traded for uh, uh, Duke, right?
0: Duke Johnson? Yes. Yeah, coming in. I um, believe Lamar Miller should still be there, right? Uh, I don't think anything's changed on that front, so. So
1: maybe they might they might do more of that kind of two-headed monster type deal with uh, with running backs.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, they they've got the weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Um, defensively, you know, they, there's a situation going on with Davion Clowney. I'm um, not sure how that's all going to shake out, but then you still have J.J. Watt, um, a guy that again you know is one of the few players in the league that can all of a sudden win you a football game almost on his own. So
1: fun fact, if you if you've heard about the PFF ratings, um I think the first season that JJ Watt played, they had to adjust the way they rated players because they literally <laughs> could not rate him high enough. Yeah. based on what he was doing. So they had to adjust the entire ranking system down to yep. account for JJ Watt. That's how dominant JJ Watt could be.
0: No, um, they're they're a team that struggled to stay healthy. Um, I think they consistently. We were talking before the show of one of the worst offensive lines, which is a problem. Um, but man, I remember that year that Watson came on. Uh, he was a special player. He was a Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes type player. Uh, and you know he was going out throwing five touchdowns. You know four touchdowns, five touchdowns. So. It's a team that I would keep on the radar. Um, ultimately, I, I got to go with, and I know we'll get to the predictions, but I just I can't trust the health. Um, you know, I, they're just one of those teams that can never ever stay healthy. And you know, there's also some talented teams as we're about to go through right. that. If you have some players missing games, and then you you double that down with an offensive line that you know might be susceptible uh, to some good defensive play. I'm a little worried about them overall. I think this is a team that maybe has a frustrating season, and, and it just doesn't pan out for them.
1: But if it does, if they can stay healthy, if they can put it together, if they can get through the Matt Khalil hurdle at left tackle, yeah, then uh, you know Houston Texans have a ton of upside if they can put it together. But well, a right lot now, of they... a lot of
0: people have been able to get through Matt Khalil, so they probably should be able to. Uh, have they?
1: <laughs> well, oh, okay, <laughs> I see where you're on that one. Um, but yeah, so. A lot of upside, but it's just severe lack of trust with what we've seen from them in recent years with the yeah. injuries. Um, so, let's move on. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts.
0: Yeah, Colts. Um, let's get lucky. Colts are coming off of, uh, what do we got there from last year? Decent.
1: Indianapolis Colts, 10-win
0: season. 10-win season. Projected um, for 10 win. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck, again, can he stay healthy? He's already hurt right now, but it sounds like it's not crazy serious um, you know he was warming up even in the the week two uh, this week game you know looking like oh, maybe I'll, I'll get a couple of reps I'm sure that was never the plan uh, but I'm not worried about luck and then a couple additions and Justin Houston uh, a lot of experience in that locker room a guy that's been there a guy that's been a really dominant player obviously moving towards more of the back end of the career now but still a great guy to have uh, they gain another weapon in Devin Funches to add to a T.Y. Hilton and, and some other players on the offensive side of the ball and Indy had some rookies last year that really stood out, that really came and, and played well on the offensive line, Nelson, linebacker. Yeah. So um, I really like this Colts team this year. I think, again, it's health, right? It seems like year in and year out we talk about these same teams that, that can't stay healthy.
1: It always seems um, like luck has got something going on. It's always hindering them. Yeah,
0: so I, I think that if, if the health is there, uh, this is a dangerous football team and one that could even pass you know, the 10-win number that they had last year.
1: Absolutely. I think, like I said, all the upside is there for these guys. Um, I, I think he hit about everything we can on the Colts. Yeah. Um, move on to a team that had a rather disappointing season, kind of similar to the Vikings, had a disappointing season after a very strong 2017 Jacksonville J- Jaguars. Now, Blake Bortles is gone. No longer in the building. He is. So, that was one. Of, I think that was one of the biggest... <clears throat> And the biggest reasons that people pointed out for these guys' failures, Blake Bortles, in 2017, really wasn't that good, so the defense had to carry, and in 2018 was basically the architect of their destruction. Yeah. But now, they got this quarterback from Philadelphia, Mike.
0: They did. Um, you and know, Which,
1: he's paired with his former defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles made the decision to, to head to Jacksonville, and... You know this this team last year fell off a cliff. uh, Basically, they won five games coming off of what they were in the AFC Championship. I want to say thirteen and three
1: the year before twenty seventeen thirteen and three AFC
0: Championship game. Yeah, they got five wins. That's just an elite defensive team, Um, and you know they fell off a map and they had some issues going on all over. They had some team chemistry issues. Uh, you know, Fournette was questioning. I think ownership and coaching and everything else. So,
1: which I'm not entirely sure that all of those issues are resolved.
0: No, I'm not. But I can tell you that when you bring in a, a guy that's won a Super Bowl in, in Nick Foles and a guy that's been there uh, before and played in some of those big games and someone that the players believe in, that's gonna that, that can help. Um, you know, cure a lot of things. Listen, winning, winning can solve a lot of those issues, right? Absolutely. Um, you, so, you,
1: and you have a much better time when you're winning. And- Everything seems to hurt a
0: little bit less when you're winning. Yeah, Pretty so I, I think keep in mind that this team was very good two years ago. It, it's going to be a similar uh, talk track, I believe, for the Vikings. Now, I'm not saying that these two teams had necessarily the same things going on last year because they're very different paths on why they didn't do what a lot of people thought. But just keep in mind that there's a lot of the players that were there two years ago that are still there. There's, there's still the Jalen Ramseys. There's okay. still a, a lot of talent there, okay? Um, their draft went really well, I think. Um, they got a, a Josh Allen as an edge rusher. They brought in Jawan Taylor as a right tackle. Guys that should be able to step in from day one and make an impact. And then when you, when you kind of mix Nick Foles into this, um, this is a, a team that you got to kind of keep an eye on that could very easily rebound back to the form of uh, two years ago.
1: Brett, if they bounce back to that similar defense that we saw two years ago, and they, they're sort of a stifling defense and an opportunistic defense, and you give Nick Foles enough chances, I think this team could be dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Nope. Um, last one on the list for the South, Mike: Tennessee Titans.
0: Yeah, the Titans. Um, you know, <laughs> the Titans are a little pedestrian, I guess. Uh, for me, I didn't have too much to really go down. They they brought in Tana or they acquired Tannehill uh, to back up Mariota. I know I, I, for some reason, was able to watch some of. Uh, Titans last preseason game. I thought Mariota looked all right. Um, I've always been a Mariota fan. I think he's a good leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's playing for probably a contract extension or, or moving to a new team this year or next year. So um, I believe there's a new coach. Uh, Corey Davis is getting a year older. Um, you know, they, they've got some players there that are supposed to be producing much more than they have been. And I think this is ultimately the year that um, it's kind of a put up or shut up type year for the Titans, um, which. Probably isn't great to have, um, you know. Maybe with with some some new pieces coming in, but
1: especially with the new coach.
0: Well, I mean, like we just said, this division with with Houston and Indy and Jacksonville, um, you know, none of those teams are, are going to be horrible. Well, at least according to you and I. Um,
1: so it's a, it's going to be a tough division for for Tennessee to actually
0: yeah, make waves. A, a, a team that I would say when you're starting out is probably looking up. I'm almost looking at them as as a Detroit Lions type of a team where. Um, you have some talent there, and I, I think the Lions probably have, have more talent, but more so in the fact that you have three teams that are probably, you know, without question, better on paper than you are going into a season. Um, you know, and it might be a little bit of a struggle. So they won, uh, looks like, nine games last year, still a solid team. And, and I know when we talked about them last year, it was like every game they played close. They yeah. were able to keep games close. And, uh, you know, if they're able to do that this year, you know, it's it's one player that can make or break a game, but uh, Vegas would appear thinks that they're going to regress slightly, and I, I think I would tend to agree with that.
1: Would you? And I don't necessarily say that it's because the Tennessee Titans have taken a step back. It's just everyone else in that division seems like they've taken a step forward with what they've developed.
0: Well, I think without question, Indy and Jacksonville have taken a step forward, and I think Houston, um, by no means, has has gotten worse, right? Um, so yeah, I, I would agree.
1: Yeah. Um, so AFC South, I, I, I'm thinking if we don't get three teams out of the AFC North, we're going to get two out of that so the AFC South. Right. Um, it's a, these these divisions just seem so stacked right now, and we haven't even gotten to the West yet, Mike. No. But we'll be back with the West, AFC West, and our overall AFC predictions, Mike. After this break. All right, Mike. We're back talking about the AFC pre- preview. One of our favorite shows, one of your favorite shows, one of my favorite shows. Hopefully, one of your listeners' favorite shows. Giving you the full context of what's going on in the AFC. Um, continuing on to the AFC West, Mike. Denver Broncos. This is a conundrum and a half, Mike.
0: Well, I mean, it is, but buzz- it is, but it isn't for me. Okay. Um, so, they, they, they bring in Joe Flacco. Uh, someone that, you know, I don't know, maybe declining a little bit. Um but maybe former Super Bowl MVP, right? Uh and then they go out and they draft uh Drew Locke in the second round as well. And when you look at the rest of this division in the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, um, you know, not so much the Raiders, but they are in the division. Uh, but mainly the Chiefs and the Chargers, right? We're two, this two uh two very strong teams that have a pretty lofty uh, goals for this season and I think ultimately Denver needs to uh, much like who who do we talk about earlier where they the bengals where they need to kind of take a look at what's here and figure out the direction they need to go sure um, this is still going to be a good defense right uh, defensive side of the ball is, is going to be able to, to to make some plays but this offense might be real bad I mean really bad you know. So they don't
1: have Demarius Thomas anymore.
0: No, I mean they—they're down to uh, Sutton. Um, you know, they, they got a couple younger backs that you know. Again, running back for me is kind of whatever. Every team's got got backs that if you can create the holes, they're they're going to go through them. But, um, I think Denver has to take a step back, figure out what the long term plan here is. Consider this almost the—I uh, shouldn't say lost season, right? Because you never want to go into a year like that, but. It's going to be tough with those next two teams we're going to talk about.
1: Right, because like you said, you just look at it. You don't see a lot of development. You see them, yes, trading for Flacco after trading away Case Keenum. Obviously, they made a mistake there, which thankfully the Vikings didn't make him. Like we said previously in the show, love Case Keenum. Thank you for 2017. But we kind of knew this is what you were going to be. We kind of knew what we saw in Denver last year from Case Keenum is where he sits as a quarterback. It's just where it is. That's where he averages at. Now, Joe Flacco, like you said, he, is it declining? I, I don't know what they're actually trying to gain by bringing in Joe Flacco. I, really, I don't understand that move. Like, either you're moving on or you're not. You're only going to get one or two years out of Flacco, realistically. So I don't understand that move.
0: Well, and isn't Flacco one of the guys that just said he's not interested in grooming? Right. Like, so, he, he, doesn't, he just not so at if, all going to help.
1: If you're going to draft Drew Lock in the second, which is high investment for a quarterback, you expect that guy to eventually be... Your are starter, I would think, if you're drafting in oh, the yeah. second round. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Why would you bring in a guy like Flacco who has that attitude? Why would you not vet that out? Well, like, this is the role we see for you. Are you okay with
0: this? Well, at the end of the day, you know, they won, what, seven football games last year. And you still have to give the impression that, you know, you're not mailing it in, right? You are you still have to show confidence to um, from ownership to the rest of the team that, hey, we're bringing in this guy. He's won the big game before. Um, he's a veteran player. We're bringing him in. We're, we're trying. You know, we're, we're trying to set this team up to win some football games. Um, I think there's a delicate balance there where uh, you need to make sure, you know, you're, you're giving the impression to your team that you are indeed trying to win, but also being able to, as a management group, look at the future and understand which one of these players or this from this group of players needs to be here long term. And like we said, there's some pieces there that are going to have some value in a trade market. And I think if Elway and and company are smart, they can get some value for it, and they can maybe accelerate this turnaround time. You know, it it doesn't have to be some sort of a nightmare, you know, Cleveland Browns situation where you can't win, you can't win, you can't win, and it takes years and years and years to get to the point that Cleveland has finally gotten this year. Right. But you know, they they really need to be smart with the moves that they're going to make.
1: Because I think we're both in agreement, and if Elway's being honest with himself, they shouldn't be expecting a whole lot this year.
0: No, seven wins. I, I, I'm shocked that... What do we got on, on the Vegas line here? Seven?
1: Seven, they won six last year, so they're I'm expecting improvement.
0: I'm taking... Uh, if I was in Vegas, I'd be hammering the under on
1: that. I, I think agree. i, I agree. <clears throat> I just don't see it coming together with, with all the, the things we mentioned. I mean, that defense hasn't been touched in, in way too long. All you got is Juan Miller on that defense. And that, that does not a defense make. I mean, Von Miller is a, an amazing athlete, but he doesn't make that full thing go. Chiefs? Chiefs, man. Tough to be a Denver fan, so let's move on to Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah. Uh, a team that...
1: Have, wait, first off, we want to make sure that all of our listeners here understand who their quarterback is because I don't think he's well-known in <laughs> the league right now. Patrick Mahomes...
0: Patrick Mahomes. I believe
1: he's he's son of a other famous ad, athlete called Mahomes. Yeah. So, just so you know, Patrick Mahomes that's just, that's Mahomes is how you pronounce it. That's right. So you don't mess it up. I, I know you haven't heard that name much before. We're, we're just telling you here now, 2019. You should probably look out for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, 12 win team lost uh, an exciting AFC Championship game to the Patriots last year. Um, I was so rooting
1: for them so hard.
0: This is a team that is led by the, uh, you know, the Patrick Mahomes that was just mentioned. Um, I think without question the most dynamic player in the NFL today, a guy that stepped in and threw for, for or had 55-some 50. touchdowns oh, yeah. last year. Um, Tyree Hill, whether you want to agree with the situation or not, was cleared of um, any sort of suspension from any off-the-field incidents. Um,
1: I don't agree with that, but it is what it is. But
0: he will be there. So you have um, an incredibly fast receiver that when you pair with a Travis Kelsey tight end, um, you have Damian Damian Williams, a running back that stepped in and filled in for uh, Kareem Hunt in in the loss of him for another domestic issue last year. Uh, It didn't really seem to slow the offense down. So I think this offense is going to be... Very, very good again, and then you bring in um, a Teron Matthew, uh, uh, Frank Clark. You try to you try to bolster this defense to where um, you know you just need them to get a couple stops. Because let's be honest, this team's probably going to put up over thirty points a game. This is a this is an offense that I mean I'm not going to say they're necessarily the '98 Vikings, but it's a team that can put up a lot of points
1: really quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing I would like to bring up with uh, Frank Clark. Basically, they did a swap there because they, they traded away D. Ford, and then they traded for Frank Clark, which to me was a really weird situation. Like, why are you paying one, but you weren't willing to pay the other?
0: Well, Cla- didn't, didn't Clark any, like, want Seattle. out of Seattle?
1: I think he did, but D. Ford didn't want out of Kansas City. He just wanted to be paid.
0: And yeah, they I ended up know. getting
1: very similar deals, if I remember right. Could be. So, I I just... That was just kind of a, a weird off-season thing to me, how that all broke down, but
0: yeah um but I mean overall, like you know this is a team that I think coming off last year uh you know there's no reason to expect a decline and and they won twelve football games last year, i believe, so
1: and the only reason why the vegas is a decline there is because Vegas doesn't really put any numbers above eleven
0: no no, so I think
1: and, and anything yeah. you get above that is like a bonus so they won twelve games last year. They had a ten and a half, and that's tied for second most.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know they'll probably hit that over, barring a lot of injuries.
1: Right, based especially based on I mean division with, with two soft targets. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, that's kind of, that's kind of it. I can't say there. Los Angeles Chargers, Mike.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, full transparency, this was a team that I was going to pick in the Super Bowl this year. Um, And I don't think I'm going to do it anymore because they're already having issues um, on both sides of the football via injury, via holdout. And it's got to be frustrating to be a fan of this team because, you know, Rivers hasn't missed a game, I think I read, since 2006. Uh, It looked like everything was coming together. Derwin James was one of the most exciting rookies last year. An incredible impact player. They lost him for three to four months. It sounds like he's having surgery. I believe tomorrow. Um, Which
1: apparently he bent a screw. in his he foot. In uh, so, the foot already.
0: So you know, let's just say that's gonna put it to what, September, October, November? You're looking at probably early December. Um, now, obviously, he can still have an impact at that point in time, but- You gotta get uh, there. You gotta get there, and then you combine that with a Melvin Gordon holdout. Now, I know you have a Justin Jackson, you have an Austin Eckler, you have um, you have Justin Jackson, I should say, really, the primarily guy. Uh, but
1: but with, with some of those guys, there's, there's pretty much there's the top tier of it, and there's everyone else, and Melvin Gordon is one of those top tier guys. Well, you really can't replace him with one of those guys effectively.
0: Right. And, and you know, I just – there's all these things that are starting to happen, um, and I believe they have a couple other injuries that are, you know, starting to nag. I know Keenan Allen, um, a guy that had had, an, uh, you know, an image of, hey, he gets hurt all the time, and then he's stayed healthy and had a couple great years. But, um, you know, it sounds like he's got a little bit of an injury. You're, it just – I don't like it. It doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away. Um, I'm, I'm taking a step back from this team this year and it, it's unfortunate because I think it was there. It was there for the taking, but I don't know right now I'm, I'm worried about a few different things on the, on this squad.
1: Well, then you're also talking about rivers. I mean how, how, how long can he still continue to play at that high level? You know I mean he's, he's played at this level for so long like he said 2006 was the last time he missed the game. That, I mean that's a long career. Even for any guy, and he is not getting any younger, so he's going to need more and more help as you go. And with all these guys getting injured, I just don't, I just don't see it. Right. I, I think I'm right. with you there. It's, it's one of those things where, as Vikings fans, we feel for you, Chargers. We feel for you. Trust me, we do. And it's not going to end anytime soon for you, unfortunately. We don't think. Right. Mike, last team, last AFC team, last one. Yeah. You ready for this?
0: Yeah.
1: Are we, are we calling him Oakland or are we calling him Vegas at this point?
0: Um, I don't care what we call them. Let's call them... The Raiders. Yeah.
1: Wow. What a circus show this has come out to be. Yeah. I think, think, you know, we should send a card to, to Antonio Brown because he's given us some really great content. He's given a lot of people some really great content to talk about this year. Right. I mean, helmet issues, frostbitten feet, headlines I don't think I've ever read before... Apparently now he's actually back in camp. Apparently, I didn't confirm this, but I saw this that uh, yeah. after Mike Mayock said, "Are you all in? Or are you all out?" We yeah, he
0: kind of drew the line in the sand.
1: And I think that's what you need to do with him.
0: Yeah, um, I would agree. I mean, let's not let's not say uh, that there. It sounds like maybe isn't some fault too at the NFL from the helmet situation, which now sounds like it's starting to clear itself up. But you have a frostbite issue. You already have someone that has had situations in the past with Pittsburgh um, to sort of, you know, earn that kind of a diva, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of times wide receivers get that that diva mark. Um, they're guys that want the football, and, and if they don't get it, they're not happy, and things happen on the sidelines. But um, there's certainly been, you know, drama uh, all around this open camp. And, uh, you know, I just don't think this is a good football team right now. And I know Gruden has a long-term plan to have this team relevant by the time they hit Vegas, which I believe is starting next year. Um, but I, I don't see how this team, with the mix match and everything that's going on right now, I, I think you'd be crazy to bet on them to be a good football team this year.
1: Yeah, what, what do they got these guys at? Six wins, and I think that's even aggressive this but year.
0: It, they won four games last year, and you know, I know you have an injection of, of AB and, and you got some other guys that came in, but you also lost... Um well, you have no longer have Cooper. He lost Cooper, you lost Mac, you lost some talent from last year that I, I don't know. i just I think um for me I'm I'm down on Oakland. I think they're gonna be right above Miami and this just this is not gonna be a good football team. They're gonna have a high pick next year.
1: Yeah, I think I tend to agree with that. And I mean, yeah, you brought in A B but you still got a car thrown to him. And I mean I, I don't think A B is good enough to overtake a poor thrower thrown to him, and I am not high in Carr whatsoever.
0: Yeah, no, and see, I like I don't mind Carr. Um, that's not to say that I'm, I think he's a top ten quarterback or anything, but um, I think the jury is still a little bit out on Carr. I think there's a chance that he can be uh, good enough in it's the small right chance at this in point, the right situation. But um, that, that's the least of their issues, in my opinion, this year. So
1: yeah, it's going to be a hodgepodge, of course. They have one of my favorite NFL personalities in Mike Mayock as a GM, so I feel like long-term, if they stick with, with Mayock, I think they're going to have a chance to put together some really good football teams. Yeah, I would agree. I just don't see it happening anytime in the next few years. No, agree. Um, so I, I think what they, what they did, honestly, and this is kind of just completely off topic, I think what they did is smart when they brought in Gruden for 10 years because they understand this transition and where they're at It's going to take time. You need to have that consistency. Whether or not you believe Gruden is a good coach or not doesn't matter. It's that consistency moving forward for a long period of time is going to be beneficial to the health of that franchise. Yep. No,
0: 100% agree.
1: So, under the AFC West, we're really only talking about one team, really. We don't expect Chargers to go anywhere. It's going to be Kansas City run away with the well, division.
0: Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I think that there is. I mean, the Chargers' line is that they won 12 games last year. Listen, this is still a good football team. They're nine and a half on a Vegas number this year. I'm just saying I'm taking a step back from um, as a Super Bowl contender. Now, watch. Melvin Gordon comes in. The defense is good enough to get by. Bosa stays healthy. James comes back. And I could be way wrong. This could be an 11 win team that. You know, competes with the Chiefs for this division. So So
1: who's winning the division?
0: I get the Chiefs winning the division. But, I I mean, I wouldn't – I think the Chargers can still be relevant from a playoff standpoint. Um, I I won't be shocked if they're right there, one of those teams that gets in. But I'm taking just a step back from the overall um, – they're not going to be my Super Bowl pick anymore. From the overall hype? Yeah.
1: Gotcha. All right, Mike. What's their favorite time, Mike? Predictions? Predictions. Predictions. Who's taking the top spot? The AFC,
0: Mike. Uh, Top seed in the AFC. I got. I got to go with the Patriots, right? I can't pick against Brady.
1: You're going Patriots. Well, I mean,
0: the crazy thing is, I said this like eight years ago, you know, and I was like, "Ah, I think Brady's declining. I got to go away from it.
1: We all said that like eight years ago, and then we were all wrong eight years in a row. So you got the Patriots. Yeah, I I got the Chiefs, man.
0: That's fair. That would be uh, who I would go with if I wasn't going uh, Patriots, so.
1: Okay, who's your, your number two slot? Oh,
0: I'm going to go with the Chiefs.
1: All right. I'm not going to go with the Chiefs for my number two slot.
0: Well, that's because you took them as your one slot.
1: I'm sorry, I'm not going to go with the Patriots <laughs> in that number two slot. Good point, Mike, good point. I know who I'm going for my number two slot. you think I'm crazy.
0: The Jets. <laughs>
1: How would that even work, Mike? That's supposed to say Colts.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh, I like it.
1: Indianapolis Colts, number two spot. I like number it a lot. see it gets the buy. Yeah. I guess what they're going to be, Mike. What do you got? Number three spot.
0: Um, Third division winner. You know, I think I'm actually going to go... I'm going to guess. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm buying in. Give me that. I'm going Cleveland. Cleveland? Yeah. I'm Cleveland. in. I'm on the wagon, man
1: they're—they're gonna they're be so fun to watch this year. It's gonna be—it's just gonna be crazy. Okay, so who do I got left? The Chiefs. We did Colts. This is where I think the Patriots are.
0: That's fair. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, I will take the Colts as my uh, my last final division, division winner.
1: For my final, I'm going to go.
0: Okay. I think I I think
1: the experience is going to edge out Cleveland. I think it's going to come right down down to Week 17. I think they're going to be both. There's going to be like a 12 and 14, 11 and and 5, or even same record with a divisional tiebreaker in there. Yep. So I think it's going to be close. First wild card for you, Mike.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens. So you can't go away from that.
1: All right. This this
0: is going to be the Cleveland Browns for me, and then second wildcard team. Mike. This is a tough one. Um, ultimately, for me, it's down to two teams. Um, it would be the Chargers, and then it would be actually Houston. Uh, you know, I, I I love Deshaun Watson, um, but ultimately, I think if I was going to have the Chargers be a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, even I, even though I might have them dropping out of division contention, I still I still got to believe in the in the core right now, and, and I'm going to get them sneaking in as the last team. Uh, no, no, the no? Chargers, Chargers, oh, Chargers. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, I, I was confusing. So you're forgetting about one very
0: important team, Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I thought about it.
1: Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: It's a five-win team last year, though.
1: Five-win team? That's going to the playoffs. That's a six. All
0: right.
1: Okay, Mike. Uh, Here we get the real show. Who? I'm not going to make you pick the winner. Who is representing the championship game for the AFC?
0: Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Chiefs-Colts. Chiefs-Colts? Yep.
1: That'll be a fun one.
0: And the over-under in that game is 87-and-a-half. (laughs)
1: over (laughs) all day you know what Mike I gotta do it I gotta do it wow I like it Colts Browns Just, just out of nowhere Patriots lose in the wild card round the wild card round they lose to Jacksonville can you believe that
0: is it the end of an era then at that point
1: Start of the decline.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So you
1: see, then the next year what's going to happen is they're going to get a wild card berth, like I said, a 5 or 16. They're not going to win the division, and then that's when it really starts to decline hard. <laughs> All right. They get blown out next year in 2020 in the wild card. Berth. It's it's, it's going to be horrible. You, you, it's, you're just going to tune in to watch the show. Basically, it's going to happen. That's what we got, Mike. We both see Indianapolis going to... The championship
0: run. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they've been uh, frustrating, you know, with luck and the injuries and the, the talent that they – I shouldn't say the talent, the teams they could have had.
1: Are, are you um, saying that sometimes they don't have any luck? Yeah.
0: I think this is the year that maybe the players stay stay healthy, they put it all together, and um, I'm with you. I, I think they're a very good football team. Um, so I won't, I won't be shocked if they're in that AFC championship game.
1: Yeah, obviously we both picked them, so there's there's a lot of upside there that we see. Um, but I mean, really, I think we're we're pretty consistent across the board in who we see is going to be up and who we see is going to be down. So we're probably all going to be wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at it overall, is is kind of a brief recap. When, when at least when you look at the Vegas uh, over under teams that I think have a chance to maybe outplay the expectations would be. Um, you know the Bills and, and uh, the Bills and Jets uh, at seven seven and a half. I think the Jaguars at, at eight could definitely uh, yep. you know achieve that. I think the Ravens at eight and a half is is a, definitely a, a team that could go over the top. Um, and then ultimately, uh, you know, if we both believe in Cleveland, they're sitting at nine. Uh, you know, hammer that over. Well, I have them winning the division. Looks like you got them sneaking in. So I, I think you know nine is probably the minimum number that we're looking at. Um, so the, I would say those are some of the teams, and then on the flip side of that coin, uh, you know, teams that maybe we think are going to regress a little bit would be, like I said, I do you trust the Chargers overall from from a lofty win total from last year? Uh, the Steelers, a team that neither of us have in the playoffs, just because of a difficult division, um, not going to be shocked if they you know do get to that point. But right. um, and then I think the Titans at eight wins, I think that's going to be tough for them to achieve. Uh, overall, and, and, and you know, certainly as we went down, we made our feelings known on the Raiders and, and the Broncos, teams that um, I just think are going to struggle to win even, you know, in Miami, three, too. four games. Well, Miami is just like, no one should be, like Miami's going to be bad. Now,
1: now watch Miami go out and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Okay.
0: Well, because
1: Because we just said that, Mike.
0: I'm flying us both to the Super Bowl if Miami goes to the Super Bowl in Miami.
1: You heard it here. Let's all become Miami fans. Let's go! Let's go watch the Vikings meet up in Miami in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no? I, we're, we're going, if that happens. From misery to Miami. That's where we're going, Mike, right? That's right. Is, it, is that the official slogan? Because um, it was heartbreak to Houston, right? Yeah. It bringing home when it was 52. Misery to Miami?
0: That could be. Is uh, we're going with? I kind of like that. Yeah. History to Miami. I mean, uh, do, do we as a show have one, or is this just like the, the actual. In
1: hey, general, do we as a show have one, or is there one already crafted?
0: I think I just saw this today. Uh, a local radio affiliate. Let me uh, take a look here. I swear you're supposed to play the Jeopardy music. Um, Mission Miami.
1: Mission Miami. Yeah. Well. Um, you know, if, if we were already coming off a strong season, I could see Mission Miami, but uh, yeah, I'd call it misery last year.
0: From misery to Miami. I uh, like yeah. it. Yeah, that's no, good.
1: How many miles does it take to get there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'd
0: throw out a number, but it'd probably be way five off. Five months so. worth? Yeah.
1: Somewhere in there? Yeah. Anyway, Mike, that's that's it. That's the AFC preview. That's everything you needed to know about the AFC. Yeah. Told for you here on Scolders Podcast. Now. We didn't talk too many Vikings today, but I think this is good information for any Vikings fan. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just good to know your enemies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, there's some really good teams um, over in the AFC, and I think that has been dominated in the past by the Patriots. Uh, but you're starting to see, uh, I mean, Colts and Chiefs certainly, I think, have the ability to play to that level. And um, honestly, if the Chargers can get stuff figured out and maybe overcome the loss of Derwin James for a couple months, they're also a very good football team. So, And that's not even mentioning the Clevelands, you know, the players, the, yep. the teams like that. So um, some good teams in the AFC, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, when we go over the NFC teams, you know, how we feel overall about the talent top to bottom there.
1: It's going to be a fun year in football, I tell you what. It, yeah. It's just going to be funnier to watch if you're a fan of football in general. Um, buckle up, because I think both, both conferences are going to be an interesting ride this year.
0: Yeah, it's going to make those survivor pools and things like that really difficult, you know, because a lot of these teams can go out and beat any other team on any given Sunday.
1: was it you or someone else that that I was talking to that had a survivor pool and they accidentally picked Buffalo to beat the Vikings? They meant to do it the other way and it turned out to be the best.
0: It was not me.
1: Okay, you must have been someone at work or something like that where they had accidentally picked Buffalo to win. Everyone else picked Minnesota to win. And Ooh. Buffalo won, and, and they, they won their survivor Bowl. It's just like, yeah. Sometimes you just have to fail upwards, you know? That's right. But that's going to do it for us and the Sculptures podcast. I'm at Namok Seven.
0: Uh, Muskie underscore Mike.
1: We're part of the Climbing the Pop- Pocket Network, newly on um, Daily Norseman, on all your podcasts, you know, your, your iTunes, your, your Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you are out there. So come check us out. We hope you had fun with our AFC preview. I know we enjoy it a heck of a lot. Next one, we're going to be doing the NFC preview and probably throw in the, the, the full Super Bowl predictions at that point, possibly. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot more pertinent to to us Vikings fans. We're going to be talking about our division. Um, and yeah, It's just an exciting year. Football's back. I'm ready for it. I can't wait for it to be here. We're um, so close, Mike. So close. It's coming. That's it school lights let's go
0: School.